Mike and I are both veterans, both served in the Navy. We bought our first home together in 2010. His family had used another insurance product, but I was like, well, I've had USAA for a while. Why don't we call and check the rates? It was an instant savings, and I should have changed a long time ago. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Hello. Hello, hello. So, this is a special broadcast. Yes. Very, very special. Not that all of our broadcasts aren't special. This one's extra special. <laughs> yes. It will be officially the last broadcast of 2017. Yay. Goodbye. 2017. No kidding. No kidding. As one amazingly difficult and uncomfortable year as it has mm-hmm. been, we will look at the, and this is what we talk about intentions, is our intention for 2018. <laughs> yay, welcome and amazing yay. 2018. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we are pre-recording this because of the holidays. We will all be traveling thither and yon to family and yeah. all. So we decided that this wouldn't be necessary. But since it's intentions, we decided that was a good thing because, as we know, at the beginning of the end of every year for the beginning of the next year, it's a big thing in a worldwide consciousness. And we are going to drill down more into what the Wicca and witchcraft and pagan community do with intentions and yeah. um, talk about the magical side. So mm-hmm. would you like to you know, share some thoughts on that as we start in with this wonderful topic. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Elvira. <laughs> uh, no so, you know, one of the things I was thinking of um, this morning as we were sort of organizing our thoughts about how we wanted to approach this topic and try to make some sort of logical order, you know, like we do, um, yeah. I was thinking about the group con- 
consciousness, the world consciousness. And it's a very, 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 very rare occasion that the planet is in one consciousness once a year, really. And so there is something really powerful about New Year's Eve, the secular holiday that it is, because it's recognized everywhere. And you can watch, because now we have modern technology, you can watch the the shift of the tide from one corner of the planet to the the next. It's really Uh immensely powerful. And human beings, when we go into this collective consciousness, we can really shift things. So it's, uh, I think that's why people, you know, one of the things, resolutions how that folds into intentions i think that's why new year's resolutions happens it's an an ending to something old it's the beginning of something new but it's more than just the ticking of a calendar it's the group consciousness the spirit that Mm -hmm. takes over all of humanity in that moment and that's a powerful force that we can use to our advantage that we can use to help fuel our own goals and desires it's pretty epic yeah and you know obviously we're yeah and it's funny i know every different there's different uh religious belief systems that have different uh timekeeping but yeah. as you say this is a secular event which granted you know we go on whose calendar is what calendar but it is something that has become universal and with the internet with the uh technology of uh, television and watching, you know, Moscow and watching uh, Germany and then, you know, watching the South Pacific and where we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meaning it's like, it, as you say, it's the tide of when that particular agreed upon time, because it's Greenwich Mean Time, changes to the next year. And so many people are involved in on it. Yeah, it may be a time for partying and you know, all of that, but people all get the, get the first thing they think about is what do we want for the new year before they start, you know, either partying to get rid of the old year, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> partying to get the new year in, they all have that one thought. So you're right. It is a very powerful mm-hmm. time frame. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, so, there's something to be said, too, to sort of just focus on New Year's Eve for a second. You know, we, uh-huh. at least me, speaking from personal experience here, most of my New Year's moments have been spent in sort of a party mode with with groups of people with alcohol or other mind-altering substances and sort of having a big party, you know. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. there's been a few times in the almost four decades I've been on the planet where I've not done the party thing or I've done something a little bit softer and quieter and introspective. And um, and that's been in a really powerful experience where I haven't been totally blotto or, you know, altered so that I can uh-huh. sort of welcome the new um, from a place of pretty. And that's an interesting way to do it, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, go into New Year's Eve with, um, with clarity about the, the the power we can harness on that, and it's it's both universal and personal. So obviously, a lot of people, you know, uh, make resolutions, and that comes to uh, a point that I had suggested we do because, not that I'm really into dictionaries, obviously about every everything that we talk about, but when you look at what our com our uh, topic is intention. And for mm-hmm. resolution, obviously we're synonyms, so, you know, you have that. 
but the actual definition of intention is a thing intended, an aim, a plan. And that can be, you know, small or big. And then a resolution, though, is a firm decision to do or not to do something. So I think when you look at what we're talking about as an intention, it is of a very nature. Yes, it has this other part, but it is not, it's, it's not like firm, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this, you know, that kind right. of thing. It has a lot more, and that's why when we started, you know, discussing this, it became, well, what about magical intentions, not just, you know, like at the end of the year, our intention for the new year or slash the resolution. Um, so I think we can kind of move from there to, um, you know, other versions of it is like decision or commitment or pledge or promise. And again, we're talking more about what I feel resolution is, not what intention is. Intention has a more malleable feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that being said, let's talk about magical intentions. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, this is a pretty broad topic you know the, there is a lot in the, especially the online pagan wiccan witchy world about intention and how you know it's only your intention is what matters only your intention is what matters and i tend to disagree with that um yeah your intention is, is important absolutely what what your goal is and what you send your mind to is important but if it's if all it took was intention then we would need to do spell work if all you and that's sort of that law of attraction thing which i uh-huh. totally believe in the law of attraction is real the problem is it's really hard to constantly be in right mindedness or as you want to draw into your life we are human <laughs> and if yep, we're worried about true. money we're going to worry about money and so we might be calling more of that the trouble with money into our life instead of the abundance, you know, so it's difficult. The law of attraction is not a simple thing by any stretch of the imagination. And I think it gets dumbed down and people think it's just this easy thing. And you, you just need to have the right intention around your spell. No, if, you know, if you are doing a spell to bring love into your life and you have is, uh, you know, a, a colander and, some cat hair, I don't know, randomly, the first two things I could think of, those aren't the best ingredients for a love spell. You know, you need right. to, you got to work with what you've got, but what you've got needs to make sense. So it's not just exactly. about intention. It's mm-hmm. the intention is the first step, in my opinion. Right, right, definitely. Well, it's, it's, it's like a recipe. You start with the idea of what you're going to cook, yeah. And then you kind of move on to the ingredients, and then you do the action, and then you have an outcome. Now, sometimes the outcome is a flat cake that didn't rise, didn't do anything, and sometimes it, it's this incredible uh, artwork of taste that have come yeah. together. So, um, And as we all know, and I'm not a cook, so that was a, a really interesting analogy that I used. Don't don't take it on me to I cook a lot. <laughs> it's just um, I do appreciate good cooking, but it's the idea. I see it as part of the formula, but it is an important part. I mean, it says what I want to do. You know, what is it that yeah. I'm planning on putting out there or doing? 
Right. So. Yeah. And so, and you know, there is, you know, I did research. It's interesting because I understand what intention is when we are putting together a spell. Or, you know, and we will start with talking about rituals in a a moment. I'm sure that's Mm -hmm. the next step here. But um, it's, uh, I went in a different route. I went in with more like neuro-linguistic programming, and I kind of got a little bit into the Ernest Holmes science of mind, um, which is to say very much like the law of attraction and, and all of that that has come out, is that it is something to be aware of. But there are other parts of the process that you need to do. Like um, one of the things that I was taught about using the word not, that Mm -hmm. neurolinguistically our mind drops the not. So when you say, I'm not going to do this, it doesn't exactly hear it that way. It doesn't program in that way. So you have to learn, again, look at your dictionary, ha, 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 and find the synonym of things like avoid or, you know, meaning there are some things and that we'll talk about, you know, maybe a little bit more about writing an intention or writing a petition or doing something like that where things that are better put together in terms mm-hmm. of the intention is what you need to look at and what you need to continue to remind yourself through. Right, right. Well, and that's the whole thing in, in therapy and hypnosis is, um, a lot of how that works is by by giving you the positive statement. And this, this is, a, again, this is where magic and science overlap. Just like you were saying, if, you, uh, you know, I'm not going to do this thing, you, that is telling yourself I'm going to do this thing. So it's changing the language. It's reframing uh-huh. your goal and saying, okay, so I'm not going to bite my nails anymore. Okay. My set of that, my nails are long and healthy. You know, uh-huh. uh, it's cha- it's reframing it instead of what it is you're trying to avoid. What is it you want to achieve? And that's like right. that's the intention. The is the intention isn't the thing you don't want. It's the thing you do want. And sometimes we can get caught up in, I want to stop this bad habit, or I want to stop this fear, or I want to stop this negative situation. But what would that bring you if that negative uh-huh. situation was ended? If if the healing came, if blah, you know, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, what does it bring? And focusing on that as the intention of the work. Right. Interesting you bring that up because believe it or not, in one of the myriad uh, little Internet websites I found, it was talking, this one person was really talking about framing it as what would your life be, how would it be different, what would, be, what would it be like? If this happened, you know, and a lot of times most of the people, and this is what I found interesting, is most of us will will frame it as I will feel safe, I will feel happy, I will. It's the I feel, which is the emotion, which when you think about what drives the energies of magic is our emotion. I mean, how many of us have been angry and we want to curse somebody and we want to do this and we, we, we do that. You know, we don't, heck, most of the time we just send that energy out and it's a slap, somebody gets slapped up. I mean, but if you put it into an actual spell, the same thing is about the love. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, I want the love. I will feel happy. I will feel loved. I will feel joyful. And that process, it's the, the feeling that is what yeah. I have always felt is the driving engine of putting an intention into a magical situation. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So go with the ritual. I think that that would be, you know, we go from the big to the small because we started out with a New Year's concept and now we're going to, you know, like move to a ritual concept and that takes in New Year's and anything else that we can think of. Yeah. Yeah. So You know what? Uh, and, and even ritual is such a big, <laughs> it's such a big word, you know, because we have... <laughs> We have rituals we do on our own. Um, we have spell working we do, and that is a, a, the process of going through a spell working is a ritual. And then we have uh-huh. the more religious or celebratory rituals that we might do in a, in a public environment with strangers. And all of these uh-huh. work better if they have an intention set before the ritual happens. And so we uh-huh. go from this idea of, you know, our New Year's Eve intentions, our intentions for changing behaviors, the whole concept around hypnotherapy, like all of this, we also want to keep that in mind when we sit down and craft intentions for um, public ritual, for private ritual, and for spelling rituals. Having a clear intention is going to help the focus of your magic be more clear and more focused more on board and again you got to watch the language that you're using and you want it to be succinct um potent yet pithy you know uh you want to say what your your goal is with words that don't take pages of writing to (laughs) manifest (laughs) yes you know i see that a lot especially uh in folks who are kind of new to crafting intentions for public rituals and for folks who are new to crafting intention for spells, they write out the litany. Uh, you know, I want my boyfriend to behave this way and do this thing, and we are this and that, and enjoy. And you know, it becomes a a book, and that's too much. Uh-huh. You need uh-huh. to winnow winnow what your goal is down to just a sentence or two. Uh-huh. That really gets to the crux of the. Design ritual or this spell is going to be for right right and yes you know we are talking at times there's a a part of the ritual or part of the the spell that you have you make a grocery list but the grocery list is for you personally to have in yourself but when you're doing something where you're putting it into the spell, you have to, as I, you know, you do, you know, it's like I, it's like doing a dream board, you know, which is very common now in terms of, you know, again, the the more, I don't want to call it new age, but new new thought consciousness of what yeah. you do. Yeah. But it is, yes, you put this big picture out there, you put your shopping list of what you want, you know, whatever, and but then if you notice. You, you focus on one thing at a time. You know, you can look at the whole thing, but just like a painting or a, a photograph, you will, look at one, you will look at something that catches your eye. That's what an intent is, is that focused little piece. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So ritual, when you do ritual, obviously, um, what do you do? I mean, I know that with reclaiming, you have done a lot mm-hmm. of you know mm-hmm. public ritual where you are involved in crafting it. So, what yeah. is it that you follow in terms of that? Yeah, well, and what's interesting, you know, is as we did an episode 
the show on the reclaiming tradition of witchcraft. So one of the things we talked about was this idea of consensus process and everything done in reclaiming is done by consensus and that includes crafting intentions. (laughs) So often (laughs) the, the, the crafting of the intention is the longest part of the planning process. Um, uh-huh. so for example, what, ha- what I have experienced in reclaiming is, okay, we're, our group is going to plan the winter solstice ritual together. So we start off by doing this exercise that we call dropped and open. And basically it's gathering your awareness, gathering all those threads or self that may be other places or thinking, oh, I want to make sure I get to invoke water in this ritual or whatever the things are. It's gathering all of your awareness and really concentrating that in your body so that you are embodied for this process. And then you sort of sink your awareness down. You push your awareness down your body. I'm realizing I'm trying to start leading this exercise, and I don't want to do that. So um, so, so if you're listening, don't do this right at this moment, but think of this for the future. Um, okay. But, you, you know, you push that down to, like, into your belly and uh, and then you let it expand a little bit so you're you're experiencing um, awareness from a dropped and open place and it allows you to be more present into the ritual you can also fast forward in time and watch the ritual happen what is happening in the ritual what deities are being invoked uh, what is the, the energetic and what we do in, in this group process is we start to just state out loud, I'm seeing Freya involved in this ritual. I'm seeing lighting of candles. I'm seeing people singing. I'm seeing a spiral dance. I I, I can see greenery decorating all the altars, whatever. And uh, as other people name what they're witnessing, you can then, you know, either you're seeing that too or you're not, or you're feeling a different direction. But all of it gets put into the pot. All of that gets put into the soup. And then we come out of that place of dropped and open back to our regular awareness. Then we sort of craft, okay, these are all the things that came through. What kind of intention is this? You know, and often with a public ritual, it's something kind of of vague, you know, like for example, uh, we come together in community to acknowledge the turning of the wheel and celebrate the return of the sun. Right. That's very vague. It's very, um, basic but that leaves a lot Uh of space because in a public ritual you might have a hundred people all having their own experience you want the to be able to hold every single person's experience but not limit it so it's really freaking tricky yeah oh yeah definitely definitely so when you take something like that and you bring it down to a smaller space either a personal ritual or something with maybe five or ten people at most how would you go about doing that? Right. So, you know, I think point. I think it's the, then you, you know, if you're working with a if it's a coven ritual or a working group or a learning group or whatever, then you want to be more specific. So, what is the goal of this ritual? Is it to just have a seasonal celebration? That's fine. Then that intention could still work. But do you want to craft some sort of magic in your or spell work in your ritual? Do you want to have a specific outcome? Then you want to make sure that's folded into your intention. Uh, And you want that to be clear from the get-go. You know, our intention in this ritual is to do spell work, each of us to receive clarity on 
what 2018 will bring for us. And, you know, perhaps you're doing divination in this ritual, right? So everyone's on board. Like, this is our intention. This is the goal of this ritual. This is the goal of what our coven is going to do together tonight. And then you step into it. But it helps bring clarity and purpose to the work that you're about to do. Right, right. And that's very important because, you know, for instance, when um, a friend of mine and myself, we're very small, we, you know, in terms of a, a gathering, we just the two of us, but we will always state our intent for what we are going to do in the ritual enough to yeah. cover um, the broader concept of she and I having different points of reference, say maybe hers is health and you know, mine is money, but um, yeah. it turns into this is the, the container we're creating, not just with the ritual, but the intent. And then we can go as opposed to something when it's just myself and I'm going, okay, this is a ritual to help this client be more um, focused and uh, imbued with self-confidence to go out and get a job, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and having more than one intention – for a working is totally fine. If you're in a small working group and every person, okay, I need to work on this and we all have our own individual focus, but we're going to do this as a group and help feed everyone else's Uh intentions and raise energy together. That works Uh too, but it's that clarity. It's stepping Uh into the ritual Uh with clarity and knowing this is our ultimate goal. Right. Right. And um, going from, you know, that container of a ritual, large or small, to the concept of actually doing magic in a more, you know, personalized, focused mm-hmm. way, what what would be the, our next step would be, you know, it would be the idea of what we're doing. So if it was a spell or it right. was um, candle work, uh, we would get more specific about mm-hmm. the intent. And often when you have a clear intention, it's going to inform the the process of the ritual, you know. So mm-hmm. if you have a clear intention, if you have a clear goal, if you know what it is you want to accomplish in your ritual and the intention states that, often it will be really clear, like, oh, our intention is for healing work. So what's probably mm-hmm. best is for us to do some sort of hands-on blessing for each other. It's easy to see what kind of action you should take in your ritual or your spell working when you have a clear intention. If you're working on love work, for example, I want to add a little more space to a relationship. Well, then candle work, right? Add some heat to your relationship. Add some flame um, and encourage that energetic so it can um, an intention isn't just about clarity of, of focus and clarity of will, but also helps to have clarity of, of action of what you're going to do. Like, okay, we, we know what we want to do now. How are we going to do it? Sometimes the intention right. can give you a really clear idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, again, it, it always talks about we're going from the – mental level, the the more spiritual level, the, the area that is non-physical, to a physical level. So there's mm-hmm. always action. Just You have to do something. So the idea, a lot of times, even writing this is, you know, right. I, mean, 
I'm not really good at journaling, obviously. I've got several journals that are a quarter of the way done, and so obviously journaling has never been my thing. But I can write short things. So, you know, it may be of that nature. So you, you, But always putting it on a piece of paper or in the sand. You know, a lot of times I tell clients mm-hmm. to go to the, you know, the beach and write it in the sand so that the water takes it out and manifests it or, you know, that kind of a thing to, to make it go back and then come in again. Um, but it's a way of, of manifesting it in the world in an action of that nature other than, you know, what you would take is if you want a job, put your resume out, apply for jobs, you know, do the physical legwork yeah. for that. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's the thing with any type of spell work, which, you know, we've talked about on other episodes specifically around spell work is yeah you create the uh-huh. intention you do your ritual and then you got to do the real world shit <laughs> uh-huh. yeah if you are looking I mean, for a new lover and you do a spell for love but, but you you never ever ever leave your house it's unlikely <laughs> you're going to connect with the right person you know right right <laughs> uh, and it's kind of funny and and because phoenix and i work in the world as consultants and readers and and people who help other people through situations. Uh, there are so many things that you you hear and and you try to you know kind of guide them through. Um, and I always thought it was interesting because when I was looking for relationships, I would go out. You know, I would do things. I would be in areas where you know the old saying is be seen. And um, invariably, it would be one of those that the person would actually almost drop in my lap. So even Mm -hmm. though I was doing the work of getting out and being seen, somehow I would just, you know, would be in the least likely place. So um, that is, but it's the fact that I was showing up is, I think, the reality. Exactly. You know, so, but we come, you know, to the concept of, it is the soul's desire, and I know that it, magic is so connected with the, the, the essence of who we are. That, yeah, you know, absolutely. It is really important to, to feel it. It's, it's funny because among all the other notes I took about, you know, setting intentions for magical purposes, uh, it was about feeling. It was, you yeah. know, just like I said, I feel this, I feel that. But, you know, the one thing is, is what does it feel? Where do you feel it in your body? Do you feel it in your body? And how true is that? I mean, when, when we go out and we do something and we say, I, I, I get a gut reaction. Duh. Right. You know, so intention is really within our own being, and it's a felt thing in our bodies. And when we get an intention that we... we we so resonate with, then we know we've put whatever that is into an, a, a concrete point of reference that can go out and work in the world, whether it's, you know, yeah, I'm going to go lose weight. Well, great, I'm going to go lose weight, but I'm still going to sit here and eat potato chips and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would love all my cookies and, you know, stuff like that and not do any exercise or whatever. You're not putting it into the real world, but you're also not feeling it, really. Right. Right. Absolutely. 
Yeah, you have to be working on levels. Right, and I I think that was the one thing I was most impressed with when I was doing some of this, you know, mini research is that it was really about, you know, they call it inspired intention, um, mm-hmm. which basically is about excavating what it is the soul really is is wants and what you know what will then bring forth. And I know a lot of us, you know, the things I've heard is I'm lonely. I want mm-hmm. someone, you know, and if we're that lonely that we want a person in our lives, the question is. We have our, you know, we'll get somebody, but will we get the the person that really resonates with our soul's desire? You know, I mean, right. Um, it comes from a another place. I know and yeah. it's very hard, yeah. and then that's what I think we'll talk about after our break. Because it, believe it or not, we're at break time. Uh, is doing petitions and you know putting things together in in a more spell work way. What do you think? Yeah, I think, well, I think we should probably take a break. Yeah, I mean, that's always a good yeah. thing. You know, we have yeah. to yeah. take a breather here. Yeah. yeah. So let's take a break and petition it away. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. <laughs> You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Danya. Wednesdays, 6 to 7. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Well, we're back. We're back. <laughs> back from the future. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no DeLorean. I'm sorry. You know, I did want a yeah. DeLorean after I saw that. It was just like, oh, that's such a cool car. Of course, that's hilarious. knowing how I'd probably hit my head on the freaking gull wings, it wouldn't be good. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Um, so, what do we do with a petition? Petition. So, you know, the word petition is really something you find more often in like the hoodoo world. Um, Uh Or if you're looking up spellcraft online, you might find a lot of of that, the use of the word petition and term of intention. Of course, you know, in hoodoo, it's the petition is, that's the thing. You don't call it an intention. You call it a petition and it's written on a piece of paper and it's a very specific thing. But if, you know, we take an expanded view of all of these um, and you look at intentions across tradition, 
uh, they exist in every tradition and faith, especially those that do spell working or some other sort of, of ritualizing. They, they're everywhere. Um, but mm-hmm. to sort of focus on peti- petition for a minute, it is having an intention for your spell, and it's writing that intention down and having real clarity on what your goal is. Um, yeah, I mean, Catherine Ironwood wrote a whole book about petitions, um, Paper in Your Shoe. Is the name mm-hmm. of the book, and it's it's all about specifically from the hoodoo system, but it's it's working mm-hmm. with with those papers. What do we? Why do we write things on papers? What do we do with those papers, and why is that important? Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yeah, and uh, it it gets the left and right brain working, <laughs> and kind of gets them jointly going in a direction. I think. I know that. Um, when you when you start out, is it? Am I going to write it wrong? You know, is there there's a wrong way and a right way? And I understand, as you just said, there are specifics and and very structured ways in you know the hoodoo traditions of writing out your intention, your petition. But as we in the the witch community have a you know structure is still there and some traditions in that community are very structured but I also keep looking at it setting a compass it's setting us in a way to go and how we navigate because just like we were talking you know about the big ritual and how things will you know there's so many energies coming together you you know and even when we did our check-in about talking about (laughs) the lovely experience of Mercury retrograde happening mm-hmm. uh, at the time in the future or the past where we are now. Um, it's about things that take us off course. And yeah. it happens. We live in a world and things will take us off course. So if we have a petition or a written intention of that nature in that manner, we have a way to write ourselves. You know, We right. have a way to, to re position ourselves as we go along so yeah yeah so as you know professional root workers who deal with clients on a daily basis who are doing spell work when someone asks you Elvira how do I what do I write in my petition how do I do this what kind of advice do you give run 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 no, <laughs> I, don't. I, I I basically I look at what it is they want, and what I will go with is um, bring forth this right and perfect person who is, you know, has these things. If it's a romance and they haven't got a particular person, I'm kind of good. But I usually work with certain words that I like to suggest that they do, and it's it's you know one sentence, but it's always you know either right and perfect or with ease and grace, mm-hmm. and a couple of others is like <laughs> completely available on all levels because, you know, right. everybody finds, you know, the person that they just, it is the perfect match, uh, they happen to be married, or they're unable to get into their emotions, but everything else is really perfect. Right. So, right. you know, there's certain little phrases I have found benefit being in a petition or a intention, or a request or prayer, whatever, so that, you know, it works. And um, 
those are usually, and then I always like to go, this or something better, as, a, right. as like the final phrase, because our human consciousness is so small compared to whatever deity, energy, the pattern, the divine out there can see or be aware of when we are setting these things into motion in conjunction with that energy. So yeah. I, I kind of go, you know the highest and best of good. And when you stated the best and, you know, you've given certain preset statements of the best or the highest and the best for all concerned, or then you know what's happening is, is that it's within conjunction to that. It, it's within those parameters. So right. rather than just bring me a man I can make love to. <laughs> okay. Tends to be a, you know, a, a, too broad-based and who knows what you're going to get. So Yeah. One of my teachers, when she teaches about spell crafting and, and creating the ritual or the goal for the ritual, she always includes um, and it harm none or to none on her at the as like the last sentence of any spell she does and i think that's kind of a controversial topic that you know we could or could not dive into now but you know it is tricky to to say and it harm none because we don't we can't really understand the implications of our spell working it's going to have an impact on 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 levels we don't understand so by adding that in you know that that could slow down your process that could ritual working so it takes longer than you want it to and maybe you don't care about harming none and so you can leave that out but I think especially for folks who identify as Wiccan where the you know the the threefold law is something that's important to them as workers and making sure that any spell work doesn't cause any harm to anyone so I think that's an important thing to add Mm -hmm. true yeah true and um, since Phoenix and I walk in a couple of different worlds. Sometimes we have people who this is not an issue. They don't right. hoot about it. Yep. So, um, and my intention in being in this kind of profession and, and doing this work is to raise the vibration and consciousness of those that I come in contact with as much as I ask that my consciousness be raised as well. And that's sometimes challenging Mm -hmm. when you get people who, you know, have a lot of anger and issues that they are going to, they want to act on or have things acted upon, you know. So um, it is very interesting to be part of this kind of a, community of workers because <laughs> yeah. it definitely challenges each and every time where yeah. some of us want to go you know I'd just like to like a dog you know that picks up one of you know the puppies and shakes it <laughs> right. it would be so nice to you know kind of maybe that'll that'll rattle you around to get a little bit different perspective as opposed to the little hamster wheel but truthfully that's my feeling at times, but that doesn't mean what I act on and certainly is, you know, always trying to find a better way to put the, the, my intention into play with, these, with whoever I'm working with, even friends and family um, right. in terms of that. So I think it's personal. I think intentions are personal. 
And I think that for what I feel about what I suggest for people or, or put into practice for magic that I do is that um, I come from a background about feeling, and that's really the big one, you know, right. getting clear about your feeling. And that's hard when you're scared or angry or, mm-hmm. you know, in places just like, you know, as Southern California right now is experiencing what we in Northern California have experienced a couple of months ago, um, turning your world upside down in whatever format tends to change how you uh, approach things. And I think we deal with emotion on that as well as what we're doing in, in uh, magic. So yeah. I do want to send out, a, you know, a... Uh, a well-meaning prayer for the the people down there because uh, a lot of the areas, since I lived in Southern California for 35 years, um, they're talking about places I know, I visited, mm-hmm. I'm aware yeah. of, and it's very difficult. So it's a sidebar to our topic. but Yeah, but it's still important, you know. Yeah, something happening in the world. And for those of us in Northern California and Sonoma County and Santa Rosa who just went through this up here, it's it's terrible. It's definitely re-traumatizing for me. I can't watch any of the footage of it. And, you know, that's one of the things we recently did a show about, um, about dealing with trauma and these sort of disasters and what we can do to take care of ourselves. So, you know, for the folks who are, in the line of fire and the folks who are watching this happen and feeling re-traumatized over what you've just went mm-hmm. through, remember all those grounding techniques and to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Right. So, which again puts us back, you know, intention, our intention is, you know, we put up a, a we put ourselves in a show and we decide what our topics are and, and all that. But then current events sounds like high school current events uh, require shifting a little bit here and there sometimes, and even within the show. I mean, neither one of us had any intention of, you know, this was not something that was going to get mentioned. I didn't have an intention of that. Check the word. Intention. Uh, <laughs> intention. Ha <laughs> ha. But it, it, it made it very clear that when people are clients that call or are, you know, being are involved in this their intention what you know help 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 i'm scared what do i do you know we are confronted with that as you know people that we do this kind of work so it is there so for all that's going on i think that acknowledging that on the show is yes um out of topic but really truly present in the in the world which is isn't that what our intention is to be present in the world? I mean, if we weren't, we'd probably leave the body and go fly around somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but um, so we've we've you know we've looked at the big picture, what the year rituals, spell work, personal uh, thoughts. Um, I'm going to ask a couple of questions just I think it's kind of like well okay so what is your intention for you Phoenix for the what you're doing for next year obviously we both are looking at both the, 
the radio show and some other projects and then our personal projects, but I, I'm curious what mm-hmm. your your thoughts are. You might not have formulated it completely, but the general yeah. idea. Yeah, I think what my ongoing work for myself personally is um is to to say no more. <laughs> Which I know flies in the face of all the things we just said about intentions. Um but I I need to take a pause and take a moment and take a break and anytime I'm asked to to do something or take on a new client or present at this event or teach this class, I need to not just say yes. I need to mm-hmm. take a break and give myself time to really do something. Do I have the capacity to hold that? Do I want to hold that? Is Does that fit in where I am right now? And then make the decision. So I need, that's my, that's the thing I need to work on is give myself space to make decisions and not just saying yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you? Well, um, well, I'm. It's it's funny, you know, when you when you work with people, when you circle in groups with people, you find yourself on a kind of harmonizing, kind of like women do when they have their cycle. Um, mm-hmm. And my sense is that it's it's not identical to yours but it is being more conscious of pausing now yeah. you know, I don't necessarily have a busy schedule I'm not doing the kind of teaching I don't own a store I'm you know I have clients but you know it's it's also the things that I do you know the places right. I go and and the interactions I have and um sometimes spirit or the universe, however we want to phrase it, has pushed me into a place of being quiet. Yeah. Um, you know, not doing something. And it's not meaning getting sick. It just means all of a sudden nothing happening. And you're like, going around, what the hell does this feel like? Um, but I feel, for me, it's, it's just being able to give myself more space to be quiet and to... Mm-hmm feel the energies around that I have. And I think, you know, a lot of times that's scary because when we start, you know, like what we just talked about, the re-traumatizing of what we experienced by virtue of in the same state being like right down there, all that happening uh, with fires is the, if I stop and I feel that, that's, that's, you know, it's suddenly all like, oh, okay, maybe I should start putting my bags back together again. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, that that mood, that fear comes up of you know what we had to go through. But it's important, and for me, it's it's really important to be with that because um, there's so much going on in the world, and I, you know. I can get very angry about what's happening or I can do it. And I want to be, I want to pause and not go into those spaces, but just to find that focal point of centeredness. Yeah. Because, so that is a, a, a formulation of that. Obviously, you know, my, my way of looking at life is different. I'm, I don't like using the word concept of old or retired, but you know, sometimes it works on the fact that 
of being more aware of where I put my energies. Yeah. You know, how the dramas unfold and how to avoid being in the drama. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Unfolding. Oh, my God, so much drama, too. <laughs> I know. And I think that's that's part of my intent for next year. I mean, physically, realistically, I'm looking at, you know, okay, my body and I need to tone up. And I don't, you know, I'll have to give this as a, a antidote about um, be careful for what you put as an intent. Um my husband wanted to get back to the way he was when he was really young. And when he was really young mm-hmm. weight-wise, he was pretty dang skinny. I mean, I looked at him in some of the pictures and I went, I would never have gone near you. You look <laughs> weird and skeletal. Right. You know. But he thought he was really, it was really like hot. Okay. So that being said, um, he really, really wanted that. And unfortunately, when he did get sick, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he didn't get skeletal, but he definitely lost a lot of weight and became, right. you know, well, it was thin, but it was. <laughs> and so I have a very real experience of the concept of saying, I want to get back to the way I looked when I was whatever age or, you know. Mm-hmm. So I have to reframe from, you know, do that. So that's one of the things I really, it's not, it's just, there's excess parts of my body that I would like to firm up as opposed to let be natural and right. not necessarily right. do it. I can't do it in surgery because of some of the things that my body, when I heal, I heal in what they call a, a rope-like. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's not a, a part of my uh, philosophy. So right. I think that and, you know, the idea of, um, it's funny, I want to get my dogs trained, mm-hmm. <laughs> take them to a trainer um, not because I want them to be, you know, militaristically trained. It's just that it's like looking at it going, like you do when your children start to get from, you know, into preschool and then school. It's like it's time for you to go learn some structure, and this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that's I a mean, good goal. Are, yeah, it is a good goal, and it, and it, it was one of those I looked at the other day because um, of some things that have been happening, and I'm like, that's an appropriate goal. So, you know, like yeah. it's personal, there's my little animals that are my, you know, my babies that are part of my world. And, you know, there's never to fail um, being able to have the flow of finances come with a much more uh, solidity and ease. So it's not, you know, yeah. hysterical. Yeah. But, to go back to the, um, you know, sort of weight loss concept Mm -hmm. one of the things I've often suggested when that comes up for folks is to be strong and healthy you know Uh because sometimes it's like and this this goes to everything we've been talking about but what is the underlying thing you know okay I I want money I want love I want to lose weight I want these things but what what does that bring you and focusing on that so if I lost weight I would feel comfortable in my skin and healthy and strong. So that's my goal, mm-hmm. right? I want to feel right. comfortable in my skin and healthy and strong. And that might come from losing weight or that might come from changing my diet or that might come from stop trying to squeeze into the pants I wore when I was 20 and buy new fucking pants, you know? <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> yes. There's a certain sense, you know, it's amazing that 
over the period of time, I don't consider myself a hoarder, but I do consider myself, you know, conscious of, and I hold these things, and then, you know, suddenly I look at it and I go, are you kidding me? First of all, most of the stuff that I have, again, this is (laughs) age-related, tends to be out of date in terms that they may do something similar, but they're not identical because, as we know, fashions and things that we we have always shift a bit because they're trying to make it new for the present time. And um, so there is a certain amount of that. So, but, and another part of coming into uh, decluttering, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a a big part of my, uh, what I talk about with people and I, you know, declutter your mind, declutter your house, you know, take stuff out. My mom used to always say when you were upset, go clean a closet or clean a drawer, you know, because what it's doing is it's helping you clean out whatever the energy clutter is in there. And um, unfortunately. That's wise. I like that. Yeah, she she she's a New Englander. She had some really interesting little tidbits of of wisdom that you know at the time because I was in whatever state I was in from teenage to young adult. I was like, really? Huh. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. And now <laughs> I look at it, it's like, oh my gosh, that's such wisdom. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but, I like that. You know that. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where my thoughts are on on you know intention and what I have as a future for next year and and in generally just again I have intention that we will do more shows we will have guests yeah. on our shows yes, yeah we will we will we were going to start that um actually reasonably this year but it turned out that you know like most things they shifted and we needed to to shift with it so yeah but that is something for next year we will be putting guests that we will be able to find and have wonderful conversations and um, yeah, do that. Which I guess leads to you know we're we're at the end of our time for tonight, but mm-hmm. you know um, we're this is the last show of 2017, and we have not planned any of the shows for the the topics for 2018 yet. So if you have an, a topic idea or if there's someone you would like us to have on to interview. Um, or we're going to probably have our Ask a Witch segment coming up again in, in January of 2018. So, you know, go to our website, which is uh, witchpriestesscauldron.com and fill out our little um, information box there and contact us and give us some ideas or questions or thoughts on what you might like some topics to be on. And we'll get on that because we got a whole year yeah. of topics to figure out. <laughs> no, no kidding. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's our planning session. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, yeah. uh, a, happy new a year. Blessings for the new year and a happy new year. And we will be talking to you um, in 2018. Yay. All right. Yeah. Good night. Night.
Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be. Mike and I are both veterans, both served in the Navy. We bought our first home together in 2010. His family had used another insurance product, but I was like, well, I've had USAA for a while. Why don't we call and check the rates? It was an instant savings, and I should have changed a long time ago. Do you suffer from chronic CFED or can't focus energy drain? Try over-the-counter Vibrant. One tablet contains the same caffeine as a cup of coffee, but without the calories or coffee breath. Vibrant. Caffeine, not coffee. Taking Vibrant may result in increased productivity and decreased dread in setting alarms. Unexpected enjoyment of the graveyard shift has been associated with Vibrant. Vibrant may be a better budget option than drinking coffee. It may also decrease the urge to doze off, skip work, or exhibit signs of slacking. All jokes aside, always read the label, take only as directed, and limit caffeine as it may cause real side effects. Not for children under age 12. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.